don't let this nerd happen to you. It is it is basically the Blastoise body with a Homer Simpson head. They made her the illegitimate uh, child of Zeus. To just see space in real time. From video games to movies, from comic books to TV shows, this is Nerd Out. Nerd people talking about nerd things. Oh gosh. Alright. Let's get started. Let's get the show on the road. Show on the road. How you doing, everybody? Uh, welcome back to another fantabulous episode of Nerd Outs. Sorry about last week. Things happened. But here we are now. And today is a special episode. We're doing a spoiler cast of this awesome movie that sort of came out just a little bit ago called Doctor Strange. But don't worry, we're going to save the spoilers till the end. We're going to do some casual talking of some sort of news, I guess. But uh, also just random stuff, too. That's what the show is, is random nerd stuff. And that's why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, with me, by the way, is a good friend. Uh, you met him before. His name is Adam. Hello, Internet. So we're just sort of gonna jump in here a little bit um maybe uh adam what have you been up to what have i been up to uh i have been playing some batman arkham knight i've been playing through all the batman games and uh i'm on the last one um aren't they they're uh are they making another one i think i saw that they're making another one Well, they remastered Asylum and City for PS4 and Xbox One. I swear uh, I saw there have something been some for rumors. Arkham insert subtitle here. There have been rumors, but nothing confirmed. If any, if anything, it might be done by the uh, people who did Origins, uh, Rocksteady, or WB Montreal. Because mm. Rocksteady said they're done with Batman. Yeah. There's Arkham VR. That might have been it. I know Arkham VR came out, and I heard that was all right. One of the guys uh, that I heard uh, review it, he was just like, or otherwise known as, hey, you like jump scares, don't you? Because <laughs> apparently it's just a VR experience filled with jump scares. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah I've been doing that, uh, playing that. Return to uh, Arkham, I also that's what it was some comics, I heard. Actually. Oh, Return to Arkham, that's Arkham City and Arkham Asylum Remastered. I did not know that. I've just seen subtitled Return to Arkham all over the internet. I didn't actually know that that so was... you the... thought it was a new Arkham I game? I thought it was a new Arkham game! See, what? at least you didn't buy it thinking, great, a new Arkham game. No, and I didn't. And then be like, wait I... a minute. Yeah, I was just like, because I, I heard that Arkham Knight was the last one. Mm. And then I heard Return to Arkham everywhere, and so I was just like, oh, then I guess they're not done, and Return to Arkham would be a good title for that if, like, it's returning to a series that was supposed to be ended, you know? It made sense in my brain. But I was just like, oh... I just made it to this uh, little, like, wiki page for Batman, because I was really curious, and I had to figure it out. And it was... It says, Batman, Return to Arkham... And it's just like in parentheses, Arkham Asylum and City Remastered. I'm like, oh, that makes 
actually a lot of sense. <laughs> it's really tiny print. It. It really tiny print. It's not a, <laughs> not tiny print. Oh, it's tiny print everywhere else I saw it, but this one's flat out right <laughs> next to it. It's just like Arkham Asylum and City Remastered. Don't get confused here because apparently other people have. Well, that's because Wikipedia doesn't lie. You know, it's not it's not Wikipedia. Yeah, it's no. it's a wiki because it's the actual site is uh, TV Tropes. Oh. Which um, I'm, I'm. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. I'm I'm looking up video games on TV Tropes. I don't know how well this uh, this site was thought out. <laughs> but no, okay. So you're playing through the Arkham games. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my tradition now is that I play Arkham Origins after Thanksgiving since it takes place on Christmas. So <laughs> I want to get through Arkham Knight so I can go back to Origins because I'm one of those people. It's like when I start a game, I have to finish it before I go to the next one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes sense. So. Yeah, uh, I tried a little bit of Battlefield One. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen uh, a gameplay for it, and uh, not being a huge first-person shooter fan anymore, like I think it looks cool. I like the idea of it being in World War One, but not them like really focusing on the World One World War One aspect of it, really. Well, they do. They they own mm. it. That how horrible. Well, no, it was. like yeah, they own like that, but like, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, ah, uh, like as far as the war itself, yes, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but like, I do, the fact that it's World War One, I, I love that because when uh, Call of Duty was just making uh World War Two after World War Two after World War Two over and over and over again, I was just like, why doesn't anyone make a World War One shooter? I would love to see a World War One <laughs> shooter, like trench warfare and all that kind of crap. That stuff looks awesome to me. You know? Yeah, and, it's pretty um, cool. I uh, I tried one of the yeah. missions; was pretty awesome. Oh, speaking of World War One, uh, the new Wonder Woman trailer that came out—that was awesome. Yeah, um, no, that was pretty. I, cool. I love it because um, one of the things I loved about it, and I'm sorry, I, as I'm speaking, I just see this ball of snakes devouring a lizard on a twitter it's very interesting but uh, um okay i need to turn away from that i'm getting too distracted but uh the wonder woman uh trailer is uh one of the lines i love about it is uh the guy that she follows um steve trevor yeah i think that was him uh mm-hmm. yeah the secretary guy <laughs> um yeah, that's that's Steve yeah. Trevor. He uh he says he like says something to her when he first meets her and it's just like uh you don't know about the war and she's like what? What war? The war to end all wars. Like this is not World War 1 because World War 1 was not named until Yeah, it was. Well, no, uh it it was not named oh. World War 1 until World War 2 happened. Ah, okay. So, so you're Yeah, I just like it was World War One, but it was not titled World War One. They gave it all these awesome names. Like one of them uh, was uh, the one that stuck was the Great War, uh, mm-hmm. up until uh, World War Two happened. And then everyone's just like, "Well, this was more just of a sequel and a prequel, so we'll give it one and two. I will say one of the things that I noticed about the trailer and that I appreciated was you could see the different lighting and color palette they they used to 
show the difference between Themyscira and uh, Europe. Because, like, if you look with the scenes on Themyscira, it's all bright and colorful. Oh. And then when they go to Europe and, like, the war zones, everything's, like, dark yeah, and bleak. Yeah. I think that was so I, cool how they contrast mm. that, showing the world that I, she came from and the world she's going into. And I like how it seems like they're going to show more of Themyscira than I thought. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. That's what's got me and excited. other Amazons at the war. Yeah. Uh, I, I no, noticed that cool. in the trailer. I was just like, oh, there's going to be, like, it's not just Diana at the war. It's going to be other people, too. Well, well, they should. I think that part's just because it shows uh, soldiers attacking Themyscira. I think that's where you're going to see them fight. I don't oh. think anyone else is going to join the battle. Because the whole idea is they're all yeah they've all given like up. we don't want to be get involved and she's like well I want to help yeah oh that that makes sense it just looked like um just there was like someone else who like was just there for a moment or something we'll find out but I thought just seeing more of Themyscira and more Amazonians other than uh, Diana was pretty cool yeah I'm excited and uh, I have to say I really think Gal Gadot is uh, going to nail this mm-hmm. role. I really do. I liked the little bit I saw of her in Batman v Superman, and so far nothing has given me any indication to think that she can't handle the reins. It looks like that they've done a good job, and this could finally mm-hmm. be the DC movie that universally gets everyone happy. Yeah, I I think so. This looks. I'm just following everyone on Twitter right now. Uh, anyways, uh, I th- I'm really excited for it. Um, one thing that I have loved ever since the moment that uh, Gal Gadot has shown up as Wonder Woman on screen um, at a Batman vs. Superman, and I think it may have played during the trailer a time or two for Batman vs. Superman, is the Wonder Woman theme. Holy cow, yeah, yeah. I'm in love with that theme. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have to say, at first I didn't like it too much because I was like, I was expecting a real fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I love the thing, you know, the, like the, rocker chick that I get from it. Yeah, and you want to know something? That's not even a guitar. That's an electric cello. <gasps> that makes it even better because, like, I was gonna say, it doesn't sound fully guitar. It. I was about to say, it sounds like there's like some violin or something in there. Yeah, it's an electric <laughs> cello that Hans Zimmer knew this knew this uh, cellist mm-hmm. that can just rock away on it and it's like that's awesome yeah that's that's great i love it even yeah. more now i've seen a five and we got a glimpse yeah. of the villains yeah that's cool uh we oh, got yeah. dr poison in there and i have to say the guy who played in uh x-men wolverines as uh x-men origins wolverine as a uh, striker he's in it and i have to say he's got to be Ares. okay you can't have World War One and not have the God of War. That's true. I didn't even think. Of, <laughs> I think I thought of that uh, a while back, but I haven't been thinking about it lately. But yeah, seriously, we're gonna do a movie about war for Wonder Woman, and we're gonna skip over the fact that Ares is a thing. Nah. Especially since it seems like they seem to be embracing everything else. Mm-hmm. I just I wondered. I want to know is how deep into like greek mythology they're gonna go as far as her origin and stuff i oh that's a good question i don't know i I mean not even thor embraced the whole we're gods thing they're like no we're aliens (laughs) from another dimension which is fine i thought that was smart yeah for the time but it's like i I, I wonder if they're gonna go uh 
That is a good question. I feel like with it being Greek mythology and more of a known mythology or popular, I guess would be the better way to put it, as opposed to Norse. Where I mean, North, Norse mythology. I think you know your big three for popularity would be uh, Odin, Thor, and Loki, and I think everyone yeah. else just sort of gets washed out. Uh, with Greek mythology, you have more people that are more well known and understood as gods and demigods, and yeah. so I think that would cause them to be more correct with it, willing to step in there. Yeah. Um. And because uh, in Norse mythology, you don't have a lot of interaction between the god world and the human world or none that's too popular. It's just all what the gods do affects our world, but it's all separate. In Greek mythology, gotcha. there is a lot of gods coming down and affecting the world and creating babies and stuff like that. So... <laughs> Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what origin they give Wonder Woman because mm-hmm. obviously her original origin was that she was formed from clay, mm. and that's who she is. And then well, in the new yeah, fifty-two, they gave Amazonians. her. Yeah, and then but then in the new fifty-two, they made her the illegitimate uh, child of Zeus. Hmm. So I'm I'm wondering which route. Well, that also go. fits mythology kind of well, kind of well. Uh... And by that, I mean anyone could be the illegitimate child of Zeus because Zeus just uh, made a lot of babies. Trying, yeah, trying to, trying but then to, I think that would... It's it's more credible. It's more credible or unlikely than, trying to, than anything else you could have come up with is all I'm going to say. I mean, there's an actual uh, Amazonian story, which is nice that they stuck with that for a time. Uh but uh i mean if you're going to change it but keep it greek i think that's a all right way to do it make her another hercules pretty much yeah i i don't mind that too much i mean i guess the whole thing with the clay is that it made her sound kind of unique as opposed to just oh she's just another child zeus made yeah you know yeah i but i see then again it's like her origin that part of her origins not like detrimental yeah. to the character if I, they don't follow it well i could see them doing is just saying there's this amazonian society that's been around for millennia and wonder woman's a part of it that's what i could see them being the origin it's just like there's mm-hmm. this already concrete society that exists and don't try and say where it came from i say that like maybe an offshoot of like the greek empire that survived all these years on a desert deserted island kind of thing yeah, or, you know, just like there's an Amazon, yeah, pretty much just sort of, you know, I say just have it already sort of cemented in the world. This thing exists. You don't need mm-hmm. to know why or where it came from because as long as you know where Wonder Woman came from, this Amazonian all-woman society, I say that's good enough. Because mm-hmm. um, you don't, yeah, I say that's, and then just introduce her character there in this society you don't need to because mm-hmm. it's not all about themiscira yeah but at the same time you want to get a good sense of where she came from and i say like you might what, be able, what her yeah. upbringing was too mm-hmm. i get where you're going with that but uh 
I say you could really talk about things that happened in her past without yeah. that just stuff that she's done, like sort of flashbacks in her life that lead up to there and not try too much on the how she was formed or born. Because yeah. that is, overall, like you said, it's not it's not a character necessary plot point. So, uh, if you just sort of ignore the fact that she was born, because everyone's born, you know, mm-hmm. I, you you know, there's gonna be like one person will be like, "How's all those chicks there, but no dudes?" There's gonna be a person out there, and there's a few people out there, <clears throat> but you know, it's. I like the uh, there's a Amazonian uh story. Uh, in the TV show that I watch called uh, TV show uh, Supernatural, there's an Amazonian episode in there, uh, and what they do is just randomly, like one day every year, they'll send out all the women of age to mate and then return, and then that's it. That's mm-hmm. their only interaction with men. So, you know, do something like that. But again, it's not a necessary uh, need. Yeah, they had something similar to that in the New 52 where basically uh, they would, like, go to nearby ships, basically mate with the crew and then kill them. (laughs) (laughs) It it was pretty dark. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, okay, uh, that's a thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I I proceeded not to read any more after (laughs) that because I was like, okay, this is really weird for me. (laughs) Yeah. But no. Uh, Other than that, Wonder Woman's cool. Um I have mm-hmm. I have no quarrels with it yet. I also love the fact that they're making a World War One movie. Like we're getting a World War One video game that we just got, and now a World War One movie. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not a World War One buff or a history. Uh, I like history. I'm not a history buff, but I like history. Um, but I just like exploring other aspects of history that have not entirely been explored by other forms of media. Yeah, World War I is definitely one of those things that a lot of people shy away from in terms of, like, film yeah, and stuff. And there, there's not as many of it. And even though there's some really good literature on it. Yeah, the, the main problem with it is, is there's not a lot of content that catches people's eyes for it is the main thing. Yeah. Um, is what I've heard is, like, like especially, like... Um, because with trench warfare, it was mainly just people sitting on one side of a wall and suit invisible wall and shooting at each other on each side. Yeah, that was a majority of what World War One was, and that's why when uh Hitler uh rose to power and just steamrolled everyone, he just pretty much ignored that invisible wall and took people over, you know, mm-hmm. and like people were not prepared for that type of battle, and that's why he was able to take over so much so fast so that's why a lot of people don't see the need to uh or want to make a world war one movie or video game because there's not a whole lot of action like there is after world war ii in forms of games or in forms of entertainment yeah i mean you can definitely tell with like battlefield that it's definitely heightened to some degree in mm-hmm. order to make it interesting like they even have semi they even have like uh, automatic weapons even though the machine gun technically wasn't really invented yet, at least not like in the form that was with like World War Two, mm-hmm. but they have like experimental, you know, machine gun where it's like, okay, 
because they had to have some kind of automatic weapon because otherwise people get annoyed trying to shoot rifles the whole time. Yeah, and like that's the thing that I was kind of trying to say. It's like it's World War One without really being World War One in some senses. Yeah. Um. But still embracing the fact that they're in World War One is cool, and just trying to tell yeah. a World War One story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, I didn't really get to say too much about what I've been up to before we started uh, uh, what what derailing off sidetracking uh, <laughs> our history lesson yeah but uh, anyways what I've been up to holy cow I'm in recovery mode right now from my first fundraising uh, campaign event as I wouldn't say a celebrity but uh, a public figure I guess would be a way to put it i do a gaming channel and i do a podcast that where total i get about 20 people a uh, weekly so i don't know well, i'm definitely not celebrity i'd say kind of public figure i put myself out into the public but we'll go with that one but no just as a person trying to encourage other people to do good things i did a 24-hour uh fundraising uh video game stream just this past a weekend yeah it was not 48 hours so it's still all within one weekend uh and the video the the archive video i think is still trying to put itself up on youtube what youtube's just like i don't know what to do with 24 hours of content type thing uh but if you were not there and you have interest in seeing some parts of my video game life uh during this it yeah it's still trying to put it up <laughs> it's been it's been 24 hours in itself and it's still trying to process it that's funny i hope youtube's I okay <laughs> i can't even imagine the size yeah i'm of that file it, that's why it's not it's not a file it's just like well i mean it has to be a file somewhere but it's just like out into the it's in the cloud like nothing can hold <laughs> youtube that. servers are down right now we don't understand why <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no uh i i played a lot of different games and it didn't really hit me until about hour 20 or 22 and i like my chat went dark for that for that time and it was like i had no one to talk to in my chat and it was just oh my gosh i'm playing video games but i have my brain is too dead right now to think of words to say so i'm just like narrating what i'm doing (laughs) and now i'm pressing start oh my gosh i'm looking in my items and i my then it became a struggle to find a game that would keep me awake i I started playing stealth games that was a terrible choice at that time, I was playing uh, Shadow of Mordor and uh, Splinter Cell. I quickly realized that I could not talk during that because I was too focused on not getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> and it was too quiet and I almost fell asleep <laughs> while oh, playing geez. a video game. Did not know that was possible until this weekend. But regardless, we raised $55 for children hospitals, which, hey, it's not a lot. But it was more than I had before, so. Good on you, sir. It's it's more money that being raised than if I weren't to have done it, you know. And I, you know, we got a few donations in, and I'm happy that I was able to just 
convince some people to donate and hopefully i'll get a big i'll hopefully if i this time next year i'm still doing everything that i'm still doing i'll the the goal is to at least have some form of bigger crowd i you know i'm not i don't have any goals in a year's time uh but i would have hope to be bigger than i am instead of smaller and to plateau and just level off for a whole year sounds awful as well so my goal is to just increase you know if i have all those green arrows on my statistics pointing upwards at the end of each month i consider that a successful month at the moment nice there will come a moment where if they're all just lines and not going down i'll also consider that a success but i'm not at that moment yet and then red arrows i mean it sucks to see them every now and then but you know what I'm out here for the entertainment value and not the money, which is clearly obvious in the fact because I'm not making money out of this at the moment. <laughs> I, well, technically I am. I, I, I gained 27 cents in my AdSense account this past month. I'm rolling in the bank. I wish I wish I had my, <laughs> my, my oh, I do, my uh, jar of coins right here. <laughs> That's how much money arms. I made. Arms. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I said, it's it, like it, it's so it's so much money that I can't take it out right now because <laughs> you have to have at least a hundred dollars in the Google account to pull it out. Oh wow! And so you know, give me another twenty-five more months, and I'll be there. Ah. Was it? I also went back to playing Skyrim a little bit after like not playing it for a year, because mm. I've been seeing so much with the whole remaster coming out mm-hmm. <laughs> that I jumped back in and I couldn't even remember where it was. <laughs> like it took me five minutes. I had to look at the manual to remember the controls. That's how long <laughs> it took. Because I'm like, how do I bring up my items in my map? I can't remember. There was oh, there was some game that I was playing. It was a Shadow of Mordor. I totally forgot what every single button did when I went to play that in stream. And it had not been as long as a year, but it had been it had been a minute. I was sitting there uh uh trying to figure it out. And uh oh gosh, I was I was what was I trying to figure out? Uh I think it was how to go Oh, it was how to bring up the the world map. Because I forget that the touchpad is also a button on the PS4 controller. I forget that it... Oh, no, it's technically two buttons. A left side and a right side. But I forget that that is a button and that it does things. Because no no game I play uses that as a valuable button. <laughs> except for Shadow of Mordor. It was because I've been playing Bloodborne a lot because that's the main game on my YouTube channel. Uh, and what that does, uh, the middle touchpad button on the PS4 controller, it brings up the emotes if you so mm-hmm. choose to want to use emotes ever in your life in Bloodborne, which I could see being a thing if you played it online. I don't typically play games online unless it's like the, the game, you know, like Call of Duty or something. That's yeah. like an online game. I so 
But other than that, like when it's like people party up and stuff, I, I'm not a big party person for online stuff. I'm I'm an introvert in an extroverted world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where most people go online to be to socialize with people without having to show your face. I go online out of necessity because otherwise the game's not fun. Yeah, yeah it was annoying for me because like I'm so used to the back button on the Xbox One controller. Mm-hmm. Or even the Xbox 360, because that's what I was playing it on. I'm so used to that being the map button. But that in Skyrim, that's the like time button if you want to time jump. So I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't want to skip to you know 12 or 8 hours before. Oh. And then I finally figured it out, and I was like, thank God. And then I found out uh, why I stopped playing it. Because I get to those sections where I haven't leveled up enough to where I can beat the enemies... And then it's like, well, I've gone halfway through this, you know, cave or whatever, and I can't really turn back now, and I don't want to jump back to Sky to the world. And I'm like, but I don't know where else to go and do that I can actually do without, like, leveling up enough. So it just got to the point where it's like, I remember now why I don't like this game. Hmm. Not saying that it's a terrible game. It's a great game, but <laughs> I'm just really bad at, like, RPGs. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my gosh. I just saw this headline on a Screen Rant, and it's, BBC's Planet Earth 2 has now begun. And after watching uh, the multiverse season of Flash, my mind jumps to, whoa, we found another Earth 2 and BBC's already doing a documentary on it? (laughs) See how this man, Barry Allen, messed up everything for us. And I'm like, oh no, it's just the second season of Planet Earth. They're doing all this, they're doing all on our Earth but it's just new stuff that they didn't do in the first Planet Earth for BBC. My mind, Dang it, Barry. <laughs> my mind was uh, uh, thinking about that uh, planet, some letter-number combination mm-hmm. out in space that uh, the space people found uh, that looks exactly... <laughs> or doesn't look like Earth, but like the uh, atmosphere and all that type, the wellness of life looks a lot like Earth. You mean NASA? I don't know if it was NASA. <laughs> he just called them the space people. There are other space organizations on this Earth, sir. Yeah, but NASA is usually the one that tells us these things. <laughs> yes, well, you know, they're the you got premier the... space people. <laughs> you know, they they deserve more credit than we give them, but they're they're either way, regardless of them being NASA or not. They're still space people, aren't they? True. Exactly. I actually heard of there's this organization like they allow you for free to to get like a satellite time so you can help them watch for UFOs. So like you can <laughs> literally like watch a corner of the sky and like re- report anything to them if you see any unusual activity. I don't remember what the website was, but or the organization, but I was like for real? <laughs> they, like, That's... rent out, like, bits of space you can watch and notify them if, like, there's uh, UFOs. That's funny. There's also the live feed on YouTube of the space station. I think that's really cool. To just see space in real time. Uh, I, I could not do that. I already hate, like, flying on planes. I can't imagine living in space. Especially after watching, like, Gravity and The Martian. It's like, uh, I see what goes down in space. I don't want to be there. The, I mean, you know, the, that great space race to Mars, man. Mars is the new Earth. 
or I the Martians say, have Mar- anything Mars, to say about it. Mars <laughs> is the old Earth. We just were never on it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, most likely there was a time when Mars was lifeful, bountiful, <laughs> pretty, <laughs> not red dirt. <laughs> I I don't know. I just, you know, just with all the stuff that they've, that they've found, like the ice caps that they found on Mars and other stuff that says that it, there's potential for life on it, I think there might have been life on it in the past, but definitely not now. And I guess, I'm going to guess not in any future. <laughs> I don't want your future. In the words of Charles, in the words of Charles Xavier. Oh yeah, I was trying to remember that quote. Took me a took me a good moment. Mm. But also, uh, getting into news type stuff, I just saw posted also on Screen Rant. That's why. Uh, that's why I'm on currently on this site. Is Young Justice. Season three is officially in development. Thank and God. <laughs> I I have not finished season two yet, so I don't know if it was cliffhangery at all. Season one kind of was, so I wouldn't put it past them. But season two seems. Well, season two is what is the shorter one, right? Yeah, because they cut it off about two thirds of the way through, if I remember correctly. Compared to season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because one of the brothers was like, we're not making money on toys and stuff. Yeah, so they cut it off, and so it was pretty much canceled. But now it's back. And I'm excited, because Young Justice is so good. It's just like, for those of you who got really upset at Teen Titans Go, watch Young Justice, because it is... I'm not going to say it's so much better than Teen Titans, the original show... But it's so much better than Teen Titans Go. No, I... Oh my gosh, don't even mention Teen Titans Go in the same sentence. Yeah, okay, so, uh... That show that doesn't exist? Yes. Okay, cool. (laughs) The show that (laughs) shall not be named. I'm... Sorry, I just saw a picture of Pikachu and the Simpsons next, uh, with each other. And apparently, uh, I guess a lot of people have been, the Simpsons Pokemon mashup pins are strangely perfect. What? Oh my gosh. Oh no. I don't know what, I don't know where these came from or who made these, but I need them. (laughs) These are like little pins, you know, like little metal pins that you put on your hat or backpack or whatever. Um, it also looks like they come in stickers. Did they make... I I don't know. I don't know if someone's selling these. It looks like someone is selling these. In addition to two already... Blended with... I... I can't tell... I'm looking. I don't. I'm looking at the origins of these, but these are like pins uh, that are Pokemon that are mixed up with 
uh, the art uh, hybrid fusion, whatever you want to call it, with Simpsons characters. Oh, wow. So there's like a Blastoise and Homer Simpson. Oh, ja. Oh, it is, no. It is basically the Blastoise body with a Homer Simpson head. Has the internet gone too far? No, this isn't the internet. This is real life. Has real life gone too far? This is like you could actually get these. Created by London-based Etsy shop Thumbs Design, these hybrid Pokey Simpsons, or perhaps Simpsamon, uh, actually look pretty cool in reality. With combinations like Homer and Blastoise looking bizarrely natural. Hmm. They also have Bart Simpson and Pikachu. Oh, gosh. Now, don't get me wrong. Or, no. they These look really good. Here. Here's one in the chat. Yeah, so I say, yeah, I have to see these now. Here's the Bart Simpson and Pikachu one. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, they look really good and completely natural. Yay. And here's the Homer Simpson one with uh, Blastoise. <laughs> okay, yeah, that works. Some that of these works. works. This one works really well. So here's the, you know, the the clown? Oh, uh. Krusty uh, the Clown? Krusty, yeah. Oh, who's he? Mr. Mime. Oh, oh my gosh, that works too well. Uh, <laughs> That's too crazy. These look really. Oh, this one's good and good character choice to mix with it too, like, or Pokemon or however you want to choose it. This is like the most unloved characters. Oh my gosh, Millhouse. Millhouse and Tangela. <laughs> <laughs> oh and then uh here's I, I don't know the it's the rich dude that doesn't like anyone mr burns yeah and charizard <laughs> these are awesome <laughs> that works really well <laughs> oh and then and then there's like pokeballs with like pizza cheese and pepperonis or uh the donut sprinkles on top <laughs> they look awesome. interesting Man, whoever did these is really smart. And really good. Hopefully they don't get in trouble for using copyrighted stuff, though. Yeah. And it looks like they made uh, Pokemon cards and stickers, too. Cool. And then here's that. That's like a mush of all of them, I guess. Go on your own time and uh, look at all those. But if, for people who want to... Uh, look at this uh let's see thumbs design on at uh etsy which is like a oh how would i describe that it's like a it's like a crafty place where people like who can make crafty things sell their stuff hmm it's really cool i've seen a lot of cool nerd things come from there like this person uh made uh, special book covers for Harry Potter that were really good. Like, they were book bindings, like hardcover books. They looked really good. Like, 
each one uh, had a Horcrux on the binder. Oh, cool. Or a logo. It looked really good. Um, so Etsy's a cool place to shop for things. Uh, I won't say it's just nerd shopping. It's like all sorts of shopping. But a lot of people who are crafty and nerdy sell their stuff on there. Uh, so thumbs, like your little thumbs on your handsies, thumbs design on uh, Etsy. If you wish to check these out and or buy some, there you go. But no, that's pretty neat. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and that's how I get derailed is I see funny things on the internet and feel the need to talk about them. Yeah. This is the show where you give me a microphone and access to the internet, and this is what we get. So you get what you paid for. Um, it, yeah. If if you've ever read the book, if you give a mouse a mi- uh, give a mouse a cookie, if you give a nerd a microphone, <laughs> stuff happens. Yes, this show happens. If you give a nerd a microphone, he will find access to the internet. If he finds access to the internet. He will find many news sources. If he finds many news sources, he will want to talk about them. If he wants to talk about them, he will want his voice to be heard. If he wants to find his voice to be heard, he will once again find his access to the internet. If he finds his access to the internet once again, he will talk on the internet. And then he will scream and tell people, listen. So get DirecTV to stop this nerd. <laughs> Don't let this nerd happen to you. Will this nerd be you? Only time will tell. <laughs> Is that kind of like only you can prevent forest fires? Only you can prevent <laughs> outraged nerds? Oh. Only you can prevent forest fires, Timmy. You had one job, Timmy. One job. Stinking Timmy. Ah. Uh, little Johnny. Anyways, um, also on the side of TV show and newsly type stuff, uh, they, someone, I'm assuming from CW or uh, Le- uh, Legends of Tomorrow, has tweeted a little picture of the title page for the script of Season 2, Episode 10, which... Could possibly be the mid-season finale, maybe. I don't know. I think this one... Is is this one planning to be 22 episodes? Not that I know of. I thought it was going to the normal 13. Well, I guess we'll find out in 13 episodes. But uh, episode number 10 is titled The Legion of Doom. Which... uh, Hold on. Which makes sense because, ah, I just read the villain-centric episode is enticing since Reverse Flash, Damian Dark, Captain Cold, and Malcolm Merlin are all some of the stronger villains in the Arrowverse. And I know we've seen Reverse Flash and Damian Dark already in a Legends of Tomorrow. Um, those were each seen within a I think the first episode. Yeah, so that could be uh, something so really interesting. That's not much of a spoiler to say unless 
Um, you haven't watched Legends of Tomorrow, in which case, what are you doing with your life? I haven't watched the show, that? actually. At, at all. all? Not even season one? Yeah, I've one? never seen any episode of Legends In that case, what are you doing with your life? Well, you see, <laughs> I have this thing called a job. <laughs> it takes up I some too time, have one. see. I, too, have a job. But one of the perks of my job is I get out at 1.30 in the afternoon, and then I have nothing to do with my life. But on on the uh, on the flip side of that, I have to be up at four in the morning. So <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> no, but I still go to sleep at a somewhat regular time. So I don't know how that really works. It's just one of those laws in the universe that you just can't explain. Yeah, it's dark outside, and when I when I set my head on my pillow, so. Makes sense to me. I don't have to go to sleep when it's still daylight out. Oh, I'm definitely buying these. At least one of them. Uh, Marvel, Marvel's Daredevil and Jessica Jones are getting vinyl soundtracks. Oh, nice. I have both of those scores. Mm-hmm. I love them. I, I love I, the Jessica mm-hmm. Jones one. I have all the jazz yeah. parts. Mm-hmm. Another score which I really liked recently... Uh. I won't say too much about it yet, but I'll get into it later. Is the Doctor Strange mm. score? That was a really good one, but we'll talk well, about that later. I just wanted to put that out there. A little separate note: that guy, uh, besides Michael Cicino, besides uh-huh. doing Doctor Strange, he's doing Rogue One, which comes out next month. Wait, it, okay, and that—that's the new guy for Rogue One because yeah. I heard the guy had a second composer. Yeah, so Alexandre Desplat was supposed to uh, do the score originally, but then they replaced him mm-hmm. with Michael Giacchino, who uh, did Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Star Trek, the new ones, Mission Impossible Four and Three, mm-hmm. as well as Lost. And he's also—he just confirmed he's doing Spider-Man: Homecoming next year. Cool. Yeah. All of those scores I have liked, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. I heard the original guy for a Rogue One, uh, he, like, did other Star Wars properties or something. He didn't do I Star thought. Wars. He, uh, he did Godzilla. Not, not the, not the movies, but I heard there was, like, they were, or maybe it was just someone that they were looking at as production they were looking at people who had done like star wars stuff for the video i was about to say they could have been looking at i believe kevin kiner's how you say his name he did the music for like rebels and clone wars he's pretty Mm -hmm. good so i could see them going to him but it it might be something where he's just too busy doing rebels right now yeah yeah no i heard his name brought up in a discussion i listened to the making star wars podcast so yeah they talk about also oh, 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 my tongue got tied all sorts of stuff star wars related yeah but it makes sense because i guess uh you know there there was those rumors with disney saying that they wanted the tone for rogue one to be a lot less dark uh and more adventure and a little bit lighthearted. a lot less dark in what looks like a sort of war yeah film. <laughs> that that concerns me a little bit. I mean, the last trailer was amazing, but I, I'm hoping. No, I'm not. I'm not. But it definitely the tone that the trailer has said is not really dark. Yeah. But I I think they know what they want, mm-hmm. and maybe it was the the scores are definitely pretty dark in the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Well, I was about to say with Alexandre Desplat. I mean, he did like Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part One and Two, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. His his scores um are good. 
They're mm. just. I definitely would say they're they're made for darker films, more grittier yeah. films. I mean, as gritty as the Godzilla movie was. And uh, I, I, I I think he's a good composer. I don't think he would have fit really well into the Star Wars universe because he, he doesn't really have mm. that big fanfare sound to him. I mean, he can get, you know, bombastic. Yeah, that's what a horns. lot of people were saying. Too. Michael Cicchino, he's John Williams the second, in my opinion. Like, he, he's going to be <laughs> John Williams. Like, he already is getting to that level. Yeah, and, like, that's what I was going to say. Uh yeah, talking about the music a little bit, it's not going to spoil too much, but uh, there was just during during a fight scene, that's as spoilery as it gets, is during a fight scene, I heard just like this um, choir-esque in the background mm-hmm. during some of the songs, and I just thought, that's really cool. That's something that's not done a whole lot anymore. The only time that that really stands out to me is Duel of the Fates yeah. uh, from Star Wars. and I, So I was just like, wow, that's actually... A Star Wars reminiscent uh, feature that he pulled off very well. He also well. did Jurassic World, which was another John mm-hmm. Williams uh, led property as far as the music's concerned, and mm-hmm. he fit right into that. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. the only other composers that I know that really uses a lot of vocals uh, would be Howard Shore with his Hobbit and Lord of the Rings scores. I'm a big film yeah. score nerd for those of you listening. <laughs> I have a ton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, actually, we are hitting that hour mark now. So, um, I say this is a good spot to uh, get straight. Sort of trans. Yeah, sort of uh, transition into that uh, Doctor Strange spoiler cast. So, from here on out, uh, if you guys that have not seen the movie and wish to stay spoiler free. Like we're we're gonna be talking this movie, not shot for shot. That would take forever, but uh, we're not gonna hold back any kid gloves. Like we're gonna talk about key parts. So if you don't want this movie spoiled for you, I turn off the podcast now and hopefully come back next week. But uh, if you just if you haven't seen the movie or if you have seen the movie or just flat out don't care or don't plan on seeing the movie but still kind of want to know what's happening, uh, first off, if you're in that last category, go see the movie. It's worth your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then second off, stay and listen. I, I can't control what you do. Uh, and so here we go. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you are still here and get mad at me for spoilers, it's your own darn fault. Uh, Unless you're just one of those spoiler, weird people spoiler. that skips to like the middle of the podcast. This isn't even the middle. We're on the last half <laughs> hour, so I don't even know. But spoiler, 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 spoiler. Okay, I think I've gotten about five minutes of a spoiler warning, so <laughs> let's get into this. Uh, so we're still kind of in the score section, so uh, let's talk about certain score movie score parts really quick because uh, uh, for me movie scores oh excuse me don't really stand out to me until the second or third sometimes even fourth uh, playthrough depending on how much I like the movie or don't like the movie uh, but for me I think it's just more of me starting to like movie scores more now I think that's part of it it hit me hard this yeah. movie like there was just mo- moments where I was just like and I think also me seeing it in 3D played con- contribution to that because 
for me, just my focusing capability on stuff is hard. And when you throw 3D glasses into the mix, it just makes it a little harder to stay focused. So I was able to pull my mind away from the movie just a little bit more to pull in that uh, sound. But holy cow, mm-hmm. just for this music to stand out to me like that, really good. And specifically the fight scene that I was talking about earlier was uh, in the New York... Sanctum? Uh, yeah, okay, I wanted to say Sanctum, but I can't remember if that was the mm-hmm. right word. But yes, in the New York Sanctum, when he's uh, fighting... Uh, it's Mickelson's Kasa- character, I can't remember his name. The The... The, the weird pronunciation. These guys have weird names. Wait, I'm looking it up, so give me a they're, second. They're, they're, their names are Eastern, so it makes it hard for me to pronounce them. Not not any of the grunts, but the main dude. when the uh, I, Oh, I really noticed it when the cape came yeah, to Yeah, that him, was awesome. You know, or Cloak. Or, uh, Calisius, uh, I believe whatever. is how you say his name. Calisius. I remember it was with an A. Ah. We we butcher also the show where we can't read for beans, so the names get. Well, let's be fair. The first three letters are K A E, so <laughs> it's not exactly uh, Google phonetic name <laughs> or phonetic pronunciation of K A E L I. I believe it's Calisius. I remember. I, I think I remember Ky- it being pronounced that way. Kylo Ren. <laughs> Wrong franchise. Right. Uh Still Disney. <laughs> Did they make a Star Wars joke in this movie? Or it might have been Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I was watching. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I, I remember Han, had Coulson and the director having a no, Han Solo. But, but they made a few uh, Sherlock jokes and mm-hmm. I loved them. Oh gosh. Okay, that's kind of... Yeah, we'll talk about that. Holy cow. They made Sherlock references, people. Holy cow! I laughed like hell when that happened. That I, being a nerd, I love those mm-hmm. moments, and they've been uh, putting those in a lot more lately. Or I've just been—they've been putting ones that I notice more, uh, because or just like nerd moments in general. Uh, because uh, oh, I can't talk about that. That's a spoiler for something. Well, else. this is a spoiler but, cast. Uh, remember. Yeah, but it's not Doctor Strange spoilery. This is actually uh, it leads back uh to uh Legends of Tomorrow, a thing that I just recently saw when I was watching it today. Oh, uh, trying to catch up. So uh, I don't want to spoil that right now because it's a TV show and some people aren't caught up uh, yet. Fully caught yeah. up. Yeah. So uh, that that's a different sort of spoiler. Like I said, it spoils something else. So I won't worry about that one. But uh, one that I can say is. Uh, in a civil war, when uh during the Captain America Iron Man fight, uh when Iron Man blasts his beam and Captain America blocks it with the shield, and they form the cover of the Civil War issues, mm-hmm. that whole beam struggle thing, I leapt out of my seat when that went on screen. I just, yeah. oh, I got, I was, I was giddy. I was, oh man, I was. Just thinking about it right now gets me hyped. Just to be able to see my favorite uh, comic book series. Civil War is my favorite comic book series. Uh, And just to see such a key um, frame, I guess, from that was really cool for me. So to see these little Easter eggs, 
uh, for Sherlock and a, a Doctor Strange movie, I was just like, they're crossing, bri- cr- crossing, crossing bridges here. <laughs> like when he really pops cool his collar me. on the, uh, what you would call it, the cape, <laughs> and then it starts like slapping yeah. his face. I did not expect uh, them to like make the cape like self-aware. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, that that was so personified. I thought that. Like, was I love neat. it when he's like washing his hands and you just see it hanging there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that that I thought was cool. I didn't see that more as a personification. Just uh, it, it brings in the fact that it's the cape of levitation. Yeah, no, but it, it was cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of the magic carpet from yeah. Aladdin. <laughs> Another Disney. <laughs> That's what that kind of. St- that, oh my gosh, these guys—they own everything. They know how to play us. <laughs> oh, BBC is secretly owned by Disney. Probably at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they're oh, like, "Yeah, gosh. we own the BBC now." Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so yeah, so just uh, working in. Uh, what did you? Well, think. Uh, where do we want to start with this? You want to uh, start with like cast you, story? Overall, yeah. So pretty much is where I'm trying to get overall role portrayal. We'll start with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange. Uh, what'd you think? Hit or miss? First uh, off, definitely a hit. Um, yes, I was, yeah. uh, this was a guy I fan casted since they announced or not even since they announced, since they rumored that Dr. Strange was a thing. I was just like, Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. go. And then, and then people were just like, yeah, I'm not too surprised that he actually got casted. They're pretty much just asking him to play himself. And I'm like, I get what you're saying, but that was, that's what makes it so Here's good. the thing though. Um, I think I, I felt so his performance was so good that I didn't see him as Benedict Cumberbatch playing Doctor Strange. He uh-huh. he was his own character to me. Um, I loved the way he he portrayed Strange before, uh, like he becomes the like a sorcerer and stuff. I thought mm-hmm. that he played that very well. Um, what I like about it is because they were able to differentiate him from Iron Man, where they're both very arrogant and cocky, but Iron Man has mm-hmm. like charm and personality where you could see why some people would like him. With Doc, with Stephen mm-hmm. Strange, it's like you're like, man, how can anyone stand this guy? Like he yeah. berates his staff, like yeah. embarrasses his yeah. That's what I like to say. Uh, Stephen Strange is Tony Stark without a heart. Mm-hmm. Stephen Strange is Tony Stark, yeah, without a heart. That's that's the best way to put it. And people are just like, wow. And he's a superhero? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> exactly. And I love the fact that his transformation doesn't come until mm-hmm. way late in the movie. Like, that's another yeah, thing that surprised really... me was how late mm-hmm. the, a- the Ancient One dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy cow. Like it's, But it also makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they told told the story very well. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, my my main complaint with the story is I felt that well, two things. I think uh, they don't do a really good job of explaining like how long, how much time has passed in between him going yeah. to meet the ancient one to like returning to New York. They're very, it's very was, very vague. Um, and I felt I, the movie was a little too short. Like he, he, he they stuff happens a little too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um. There. Yeah. Their use of time was very. 
not which there. is ironic because they introduced uh, the time gem into this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh and they just so nonchalantly said it, it just yeah like, wong's just like oh yeah. by the way there's an infinity this is an infinity stone mm-hmm. he's like yeah it's just like better keep that safe for now considering it's an infinity stone and just walks away and he's just like staring at it like wait yeah. what huh and he's like wait what's an infinity stone that's important also can <laughs> i just say marvel was able to basically do with dormammu with fox uh and uh warner brothers tried to do with uh galactus and green lantern and did it better where they had like a faceless <laughs> or like a a big giant like cloud monster and said this one was actually like good <laughs> oh my gosh the dormammu scene oh, yeah. one of my dormammu favorites has come to bargain <laughs> and, I, and yeah and like that's a moment where i realized oh my gosh he has his heart he's like i'm willing and to Stephen lose Strange's again his heart again. grew three yeah and Stephen strange's heart grew three sizes topical uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, one of my most favorite parts is where uh, he and the ancient one are talking as she's dying. And she's like, you failed to learn the most simple lesson that I try to teach you. It's not about you. My whole theater went silent. Like, ooh. My whole theater was half empty. <laughs> and it was release night. <laughs> it was a giant theater, though. Well, that, and to be fair, it's like, I don't think... It was also the early showing. On release nights, people try to do the midnight ones. Uh, at least I think that's why, because whenever I try to go see him at, like, 7, because I have to wake up at 4 in the morning, I, wa- I still want to see him on, you know, the Thursdays of, but not a lot of people are there on the 7s. Hmm. I, I, I dare to go try and see one at a midnight showing when I have to work at 4 the hmm. next day. Yeah, but I will say the so. cast of this movie is great. Uh, I mean, I, I guess... Uh, What's her name? The, uh... Oh, I'm blanking on her name. The doctor yeah, lady? Yeah, the doctor lady. Uh, Space people and no, doctor lady. Uh, that, Rachel that's McAdams, what you call them. That's who it is. It's Christine. I thought she was good. Uh-huh. Uh, again, they just didn't give her a lot to do in this one. Yeah. So it wasn't her fault. I, she was good with the parts now, that she was in. I'm... Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the Doctor Strange comics, and I know you're not entirely familiar as well, but I'm sure you know more than me. Uh, is she his romantic interest? Does he have a romantic interest in the comics? Because um, I feel like he as a person should not, and I feel like they just did that there to give someone a romantic interest in a movie because, you know, every movie needs romance Yeah, nowadays. I mean, in most of the comics I've seen him in, in he's alone. Like, he has his, Mm -hmm. you know, entourage of, like, other sorcerer, you know, uh, magical beings, what Mm -hmm. have you. But I've never really seen him have, like, a, you know, steady-going romantic relationship with anybody. Uh, I did like it, though, because it was – they didn't go full-on romance. They did kind of like what uh, they did with Pepper and Tony Stark in the first movie of Iron Man, where Mm -hmm. it was like – you know, you're kind of like, they like each other, but they're not like, you know, oh my gosh. Like, I always saw, I saw it more like by the end of the movie, he was more just like, thank you for giving up on, not giving up on me. You're yeah. a good friend kind of thing. As opposed to, because it's like, even when you think See, they're I going into. I felt the other way. I felt like it was a lot. I, I felt the other way. I felt it was a lot more uh, forced at the end of it. See, I didn't because personally. it's like, even when you see him 
like leaning in, you think he's going to kiss her on the lips. He just kisses her on the cheek and leaves like, you know, more of like a thank mm. you. Kind of like what Black Widow does to That's... Cap at the end of Winter Soldier. Cap, yeah, that 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 makes sense. I Again, I probably need to see this again. I would have been more... Uh, I mean, I will I, see I would have frowned more if, if they be, had been like a huge makeout section at that point mm. and then leave. Yeah, because for me, like the whole... And I think that was the thing for me is like I think part of part of it was I was trying to read too much into it um, because there's a lack of romance in my life. But that's a different <laughs> story. Uh, anyways, uh, I think part of it might be because I was trying to read too much into it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just uh, I've been feeling like with some of these superhero movies, they've been trying too much on romance side yeah. of things when there shouldn't be. Uh, and just focus, but like, so I think that's why, cause I like, came back to it be- was my issue with it is they would come back not to her as a character, but to, they would input some form of romantic, um, feeling there or under, I can't think yeah. of the word. See, I always saw her as just like his anchor to his former life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then that peck on the cheek was him going, thank you. I remember what you did for me, even though. I didn't acknowledge it at the time kind of thing. Like, uh, here's kind of a sorry for all the stuff that happened. Um, I will say this though, Mm. Tilda Swinton, she was awesome in this movie. She, she had a very commanding presence as the ancient one. Like she did such a great job in this role. Yeah, no, I, I agree. She was just like, she was the ancient one and that was it. Like, you know, and I thought that was really cool. Um, they didn't explain how she got bald, um, <laughs> which is, which is a good thing because Marvel's sort of stuck in that hole right now. Is like, how do we make him bald? Oh, he does a psychic to be battle, fair, that was and that Fox. makes him bald. <laughs> yeah, that was Fox. So I'm not gonna. I, I, yeah, I am trying to compare. Was like I was saying, like that's good that Marvel did against Fox's bad is what I was trying to put there. I will say I also like how um, they they explained like the magic to where it's not like straight up magic and sorcery, but it's, we draw energy from other dimensions, and the spells mm-hmm. as you call them is basically like coding for them, like a programmer where mm-hmm. it's like it gives them I love shape how and they... light. Mm-hmm. I love how they dropped the term multiverse several mm-hmm. times throughout this film, and it was just like, "Oh, the multiverse does exist here." Well, they said that they did what that with Ant Man. Gonna... The quantum realm was part of that multiverse. Yeah, but they didn't really focus on the fact that it was multiverse and just quantum realm. You know that quantum realm exists, or at least that's what I took. Well, I mean, from. I, I believe like, Kevin Feige even said that that was like a nod to what was coming in with Doctor Strange. And, yeah, that's what Kevin Feige said, but I'm just, like, saying as a film in itself, it wasn't, like, trying to uh, be another dimension. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of, like, you've shrunken so small that life just sort of ceases to exist mm-hmm. is how is how, is how I, I took it. Now, I understand, like, they were their intention is to be like yeah there's this weird wacky crazy stuff coming in doctor strange i understand that's what they were sort of pushing in it is these other universes and dimensions and stuff like that and that's sort of what i was really taking for uh 
getting from it was uh, a separate dimension, not universe, which are slightly different, but yet still the same thing somehow. Yeah, um, it, but it's like they did such a good job of that because I was like, how in the world are they going to just straight up introduce like full on like full on magic, especially after they didn't even do it with Thor? And I thought they did a, a good job with it. Um, mm-hmm. was it, I also was very impressed how the final battle wasn't even much of like a battle in terms of like destruction and stuff. Like it was literally yeah, the hero, like, like, I'm going to go talk to the villain and make him leave. Yeah. Like I thought that was um, so clever, which... especially since I was kind of annoyed with how like a lot of reviews were like, well, it's, you know, the formulaic superhero origin story. And I... I didn't feel that at all. I mean, you're going to get those tropes what? no matter what mm-hmm. of like, here's the hero before he gets his powers. Here's the hero who gets them mm-hmm. afterwards. Because that's a, like, I understand, like, yeah, it's sort of a formulaic origin story because it's an origin story. We're introducing someone new, but at the same time, it's someone who deserves it. You're introducing new stuff. Yeah, and, well, and the fact that there was and... so many, so much new aspects to it with the whole dimensions yeah. and everything that... Yeah, that that's okay. Yeah, and then also this is most likely gonna be the guy who starts leading the Avengers once Tony Stark's gone. Well, he brings them together. That day's I coming. know. Uh, and no, he brings the he brings the defenders well, together. No, Kevin Feige I'm said that he's the, probably gonna be the one that. Oh, uh, and I think Ben Cumberbatch said this as well. He's gonna be the uh, one that kind of reunites the Avengers for Infinity War. Ooh, that'd be cool. So now that we have uh now that we have Doctor Strange in the mix, the question remains, will we see the Illuminati? I think they said that that would be the sequel. Oh, are you serious? I was kind of joking, but that well, makes me really they, excited now. Well, the now. cool thing is is cuz we already have Tony Stark, we already have Black Panther. Uh-huh. Uh they have the rights to Black Bolt and they said in Inhumans movies still coming. Um and yeah. And then, then um, we, I believe they said that they have and Namor. Namor's sort of, Namor's sort of like in an awkward halfway ocean point as well. Yeah, like Universal kind of owns the rights, no but intended. I think they might have finally gotten them back. So we could have just like yeah. a scaled down version of the Illuminati. And I mean, heck, there's even, I even own a comic where eventually Captain America joins it. Mm-hmm. And then here's the question. Is Fox willing to branch into them for the Illuminati <sighs> because there is because if X-Men joined it or if we had uh, who was it from the X-Men that was in it Charles Xavier there was someone yeah it was, was Professor it Charles X. Xavier yeah. I couldn't remember I wanted to say Professor X because he led the X-Men but the more I thought about it, I was like could it have been Wolverine well, and uh, Mr. Fantastic's in he it leads? as well Oh, well, it's yeah. funny because like Charles Xavier basically in the comics would like read Black Bolt's mind and speak for him because obviously Black Bolt can't say anything without blowing them all away. <laughs> so he's like, my friend Black Bolt here. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, this is sort of like, yeah, Charles Xavier. Because I wanted to say Cyclops as well because they're – Charles Xavier, Wolverine, and Cyclops are sort of the three heads of the X-Men and then everyone else exists. Mm-hmm. But – now, um, do you think Fox would be willing to give it to them? Not give it to them, but share the Illuminati? I think that depends on a couple of things. Where Marvel is planning to go after Infinity War. Because Illuminati probably won't happen until mm-hmm. after that. 
and oh, definitely. what Fox, the state of Fox is after that. Because as of right now, we know they have Logan coming out in March, and they have Deadpool 2. Which looks amazing. Yeah. And then they have Deadpool 2, which just lost its director. So I, I, I'm sure that movie is going to be fine. But after that, mm-hmm. I don't know what they have in in mind as far as lineup. Because mm-hmm. Apocalypse was middle of the road in terms of like box office. So they either are going to go with that. They have New Mutants, supposedly. But they've been saying that for a few years yeah. now. And same with X-Force. So... I think it will depend on that because if it's something where they're in a Sony situation where nobody really cares about their movies after Hugh Jackman's gone and, you know, you can only do so many Deadpool movies before, you know, those those only will make so much money. Yeah, until you need to have him join the X-Men to let his character keep on going and then once that happens, yeah. he won't be a good character Exactly. Anymore. Well, I think with Deadpool, kind of not trying to guess too off track but i think with deadpool it's he's one of those characters kind of like uh the hulk yeah. where it's like you can only have him so much and everything before it gets old yeah that's true but uh pulling us back on track i'm just sort of gonna yank the rope back into dr strange because this is the strange spoiler cast um uh uh what was your uh favorite uh scene like fight scene Ooh. Uh, wise because I'll tell you I, I have mine already picked out um, while you think mine would be the astral project pro, astral projection yeah that fight. was cool uh, that was one of my favorites because first off it was probably one of the least expected ones uh, for me anyways uh, was a freaking ghost fight and then uh, which was really cool because you just got to see these cool like flip type moves like after like in reaction and sort of like uh kicks off the wall and stuff you're basically your typical zero gravity fight but uh Mm -hmm. different because there was phasing and stuff involved and it was slightly magical so i thought that was all cool to bring that into it and then uh when he gets uh zapped with the aed see i know the i know technical words (laughs) for stuff and not just space people, but uh, the AED, the zappy chest thing uh, for dumb people like me, uh, it uh, shocks him, and then his ghost explodes or whatever. I don't know what that exactly was, but it was really cool. And then he pops out of nowhere and he's just like, hey, do that again. I also thought it was cool <laughs> how they still, because he's a doctor, how he reacted to ex- to killing someone. I thought that was pretty cool because that's really the first Marvel character we've seen that showed like actual like, oh my gosh, I've killed somebody kind of thing. Not saying that like Marvel's heroes are like cold-blooded murderers or anything. It's like you got Tony Stark. In my opinion, they're all justified. You got a raging green monster. So you're not going to not have him kill. You got a soldier from World Mm -hmm. War II. So obviously he's not going to have a problem with killing. He's already... Uh, Thor, who's a warrior, and then a guy who fought terrorists. So, in Tony Stark, and uh, and um, uh, sold weapons to yeah. So he's obviously got no problems with killing people. And then two uh, Shield agents (laughs) slash assassins. So (laughs) slash assassins. So it's like speaking of, where's our Black Widow movie? 
But yeah. Honestly, I don't really care about Black Widow movie. Um, to me, it's just like um, she's side enough of a character for me to yeah. not care. But she's still main enough to have cool mm-hmm. things. I have to say my favorite fight scene was probably the one where uh, Baron Mordo – or just Mordo. I guess he's not a Baron in this one. Mordo and Stranger – uh, like in New York, fighting uh, Calisius right before the Ancient One comes in. When the like all the mm-hmm. different uh, stairways and like buildings start moving and stuff, that was just so cool because you're like, mm-hmm. "Where's this going?" And then you had the Stanley oh, cameo fun. in there where he's on the bus. Oh, he's like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next few cameos I think are gonna be kind of just sort of just sort of there, yeah, in there. Yeah, because they've pre-recorded four of them. They don't know where the story is going to be, but it's just going to be like, put. Let's all right. Here's a coffee shop with him in a green screen. Input, uh, whatever shot we got here. I'm telling you, know? you, man. My favorite cameo would be, and I know they probably wouldn't do this, but just after cred scene of Stanley waking up and being like, after Infinity Wars is all done and having him go, wow, I just had the weirdest dream. And he's like, I should write this down. And it's like they they, they show like that. basically that he dreamed all this stuff up because he kind of did in mm-hmm. in a way. <laughs> or, or I would really love it's like you hear him pitching it to someone, and be like, we could write stories about these guys, and we could name it Marvel Comics, and then have the other guy go, it would never work, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny you you say it that way because. Uh... Uh, Marvel Comics was made before Stanley, or oh, something. Yeah, it was something before like him, but uh, just or even just he, like he, it was. It be it became popular yeah. after him, though. He's what made he he didn't make Marvel Comics, but he made Marvel. Oh, Comics. another thing that I want to talk about is Mordo. Actually, because yes. we didn't get a chance to really talk about him. Oh yeah, yeah, Alvar casting thought choices he was and great. his role. I love how they didn't make yes. him a villain until the very end, and they give him a perfect reason to be an adversary for Doctor Strange. Especially since I was surprised because I knew I figured Dormammu mm-hmm. would be in this movie to some capacity, but I thought that he would be kind of like an after credit scene where it would be like, mm-hmm. okay, he'll be the big bad the next movie. But the fact that they're going to be mm-hmm. like, no, Mordo is going to be the the villain is going. It has me excited because that, in my to me at least, means that they're going to go smaller, more intimate with the sequel, where it's uh, advert ad, uh, friend turned adversary kind of thing for Doctor Strange with him going, you know, no more sorcerers or too many sorcerers. I, I got really excited. Oh, yeah, I thought that I was really I thought that was cool. such great restraint where they were like, we're not going to have him be a villain until the very end, and we're going to give him the perfect reason as to why he's going to be a villain, which I think is going to make him one of the better villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, Yeah, because uh, there's a lot more build-up to him, uh, which is sort of what I wish... Ah, nah, I'm not even, not even going to go there. I'm done derailing us to other movies. Uh, but I'll say, like, you said most of what I wanted to say about his character. I don't want to say too much again, but I love how, you know, one of the, my, my favorite things is they give him a good reason to be a villain. You know, that evolution from good guy to bad guy. And I love those kind of villains, too, is where it's just like 
they're twisting what they think. Especially to be good. since he has a point where he's like, there's mm-hmm. always a consequence to bending the rules. You saw what happened yeah. here, how we almost lost the Earth to, to Dormammu. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. the Ancient One was drawing power from the Dark Dimension. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Calisius found out. Khaleesi. Which, and unfortunately, Mads Mikkelsen was good, but he wasn't the best villain. I will say he was a weaker villain. My biggest complaint... Yeah, but I don't think it was meant to be like him as... I mean, I know he was the bad guy and the villain, but he was meant to be an underdeveloped yeah. villain. You could tell they didn't spend a whole lot. It was just more of the conflict was all sort of... He was an internal conflict brought to yeah. life. I think that's the best way to put that. He was the sign of what happens when you And also, I think it was kind of like, because they don't say it, but I kind of inferred it from the movie where the reason he wants to uh, bring Dormammu in is because of the whole idea of everlasting life. And I think part of it is is because of the loss of his family. He doesn't want to have to experience Mm -hmm. that loss anymore. And Mm -hmm. because he's acting selfishly, he brings this great evil into this world. And I think that was kind of again. Th- this is all me. This isn't the movie explicitly yeah. saying it. Just like the yeah, poetic of, symbolism of basically because of... it's like you have again. I go back to that speech the ancient one has with Strange right before she dies. One of the best like superhero mentor to mentees speeches I've I've seen in a while in a superhero movie where mm-hmm. she's basically like you. He's like when he finds out he could have fixed his hands easily. And she goes, yes, uh-huh. but you wouldn't have had the impact on the world that you could have now. And it was like, yeah. wow, that was so cool. And it's if you look at with Khaleesis, he's so selfish and centered, self-centered. How many different ways have we? Said I have his no name idea. You can you can have a sin counter or something, just ding. But it's like because he's so self-centered and so focused on not experiencing any more of that pain wanting to fix that pain he's willing to bring this great evil into the world because of it and i think that's so cool how they kind of mirrored that again i don't know if that was intentional i'm assuming so uh the movie doesn't make it clear i I think in a way i think in a way like i sort of like pretty much what you said how he was sort of like this is what dr strange could be if he goes the other way you know if he follows his selfish route with sorcery this is what he could be or he could be this great villain. And I think that's just sort of, or great, great hero mm-hmm. is what I meant there. Or he could be a great hero. But, uh, so I think that's, um, I think that's what they were trying to do, but definitely not like just outright say it. Cause then it loses its yeah. poetic, which is one of the things I will say, even though this movie, I, again, I, I go back to the complaint mm-hmm. of, I feel that it rushed some things. One of the things that I feel it didn't rush was the fact of how long it takes Doctor Strange to become the hero. Like, it takes him two-thirds of the movie just to get to that point. Whereas, like, even in the original Iron Man, after the first act, Tony Stark's completely in full hero mode. Whereas... Doctor Strange still has a bit of that selfishness where, like, even the fighting, he's more of doing it out of kind of self-preservation and, you know, 
doing the right thing begrudgingly as opposed to being the selfless sacrificial hero they becomes at the end mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree with you like the the just i think there's the overall his character arc which is one of the most important things was just timed and paced mm-hmm. well um because you have this transition to um okay i have powers now but he's still not good mm-hmm. you know he's this he basically becomes an arrogant uh i can't think of a good word to describe just just arrogant person with powers mm-hmm. now like he was like when he was a doctor he was like oh i'm too good for that to help this person because it's not a challenge or it'll, or it'll turn my like perfect that. record Spots, including in that scene, because it's, if you hear uh-huh. he, you hear him, uh, the guy tell him about a war uh, or a pilot, air force pilot that was paralyzed. Uh-huh. I believe I think that's Rhodey that he's referencing. Because I mean, think about oh it. Tony gosh. Stark would want to bring in the best doctors to fi- try and fix Rhodey. Oh man. That that's chills. That that could be. I don't see why it wouldn't be. It is now. Head I mean, I mean again, it's hard to tell because the 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 timeline for this movie is kind of unclear. Because like you see Avengers Tower in the skyline and stuff, but obviously we know that the Avengers are now at their uh, you know upstate New York location. So not mm-hmm. saying Avengers Tower would never be there, but but that uh, oh no wait never mind. Because New Avengers uh, is mm-hmm. Civil War. So, darn. Oh, well. Headcanon's still accepted. Doesn't mean that Avengers Tower yeah, can't so, exist. I mean, like I said before, if I had to give this movie a grade, uh, I would probably give it like an 8.5 out of 10. Really solid movie. Yeah, I gave it Yeah, I gave it a solid 8, personally, on my uh, IMDb user <laughs> rating. Because that's the only way I can voice my movie yeah. rating. I will now. say the after credit scenes were great. The Thor oh, one was yes, awesome. Yeah. So does that mean Doctor Strange is in Thor 3? I think 3? so. Because, I mean, I remember seeing oh. Seth photos of uh, him and Loki walking around New York holding Doctor Strange's business card. Eep, that's so That's going to be awesome. And then again, the, the second... It was just oh. funny where you see him talking and then you just see Jor- Thor drink down like the pint of beer and it just <laughs> refills back up and he's like, hmm, yes, I like this. <laughs> no, what I love, what I love is when he puts down the little teacup and then comes up with a pint of <laughs> <Yeah>. beer. <laughs> oh it was great. Thor. Oh and it felt gosh. like something yes. you read in a comic book where Doctor Strange is like, hey, your brother's kind of a menace to the to the earth and he's magical uh mm-hmm. i've been sworn to protect the earth against threats like him so how long are you gonna be here <laughs> like that's something <laughs> you would read in a comic book that was awesome yeah so so do you think he's gonna be in it for a good portion of three or just like i a think scene it's just gonna be a scene or two just to kind of be like hey okay. remember my movie especially yeah, since the I, movies the, yeah I thought it was going to be he would have a bigger part, but now that I'm thinking about it, it would just make sense like they have a Earth scene for whatever, and uh, Doctor Strange is just sort of their earthly escort. Yeah. 
Well, and Kevin Feige said that so, we could probably see that more in Phase 4, where you see, like, characters crossing over into each other's movies. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, but, I don't mind as long as it I mean, makes sense, especially since I don't think we're really going to get any more, like, origin movies like this one. I think this was, like, the last big one. Because if you think about it, the Black Panther one's really not going to be an origin story. And the Spider-Man one's yeah. obviously not going to be an origin story. Literally, I think that's just going to be like, you know what happened. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's not even... No, it's not even going to be that. It's just going to be pretty much just right into it because we, we don't need to tell you he got bit by a spider. I'm sorry, I'm just it's, having this image of it like being like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air like opening thing. Let me tell you how my life got turned uh, upside down. It's just Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> He's like singing along about how he got bit by a spider. Oh, oh, I, oh man. How, okay, so uh, in uh, Queens... <laughs> in Queens... <laughs> oh, how do we? How That'd do we be say amazing. that? And, and da- down in the back streets of Queens, New York, uh, being yearbook boy, he he shoots photos for the yearbook. That seems to be a common presence in the movies. <laughs> yep. Nope. I already lost. But that okay. still would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. I Oh, another big thing uh, from this trailer, or not trailer, from this movie, big change for a Marvel Phase 3. We have, a, I know this isn't the first Marvel Phase 3, but I didn't see it in Captain America's Civil War, so. But uh, the the Marvel Yeah, they changed it. That oh, was awesome. I, I said, yeah, like the lights dimmed down and that opened, and I just like... M- jaw floored i was just like funny oh, thing is is they actually released it around is... comic-con time online you must have missed it oh that uh yeah dude i missed oh i was doing something during comic-con time oh yeah i was uh i was working eight out uh you know full time a week and then uh during my weekends i was volunteering oh, at a summer right. camp so my my i was full full scale yeah. busy because i'd be sleeping by the time yeah, i got no, home. that was a cool intro yeah and it might have grazed my computer screen uh a time or two but it never stuck with me until i saw it in the theater so i was just like that yeah is it's amazing. very creative and it's definitely so that they're oh. like okay this is not a fox movie uh yeah um, I mean, they also kind of had that with the Phase mm-hmm. Two one, Thor: The Dark World. Still. Yeah, this was started the, the other logo before they switched to this one. Yeah, the 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 three mm-hmm. D one. But yeah, and then of course we have the second uh, after credit scene with Mordo taking away that guy's power. Mm-hmm. That was very interesting. That was not the turn I thought he was gonna go to yeah. be a villain. I, I didn't know what I had in mind, but holy cow. Uh, I could have seen him just taking away their power, but then he goes out and Which kills makes them. me really surprised where he's like, you know, I finally seen the light. Too many sorcerers. I was like, oh, wow. Like, he's gone full yeah. tilt, like 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just, holy cow. Like, you, there was no gradual change. Once he's just like... 
wow, this world's messed up. Everyone must die. Well, I think Got it's it. cool because especially okay. again, you like see throughout the movie like how much like faith he has in like the the oh, ancient mm-hmm. one, and then when he, yeah, he has that so... shattered, it just destroys him completely. Mm-hmm. It, it it makes sense, but whole holy cow, is that just just a snap of the finger? Which I think thing. is gonna make Doctor Strange like... two amazing. Yeah, I. I'm I'm very intrigued what will happen because yeah, I have no clue where this is going to go but we we know uh yeah I th- I think that covers yeah. a good majority I mean of I the guess movie. the big thing now is like the only question I have is like okay is he like the new sorcerer supreme cuz they don't really make that clear they just show that he's master of the uh, New York Sanctorum I think Wong is the yeah. new at least that's the way it felt like. I think there's some sort of trial or test thing that needs to undergo for Sorcerer yeah. Supreme, because they he did uh, Wong did say something about the Earth needs its protecting more than ever. Something with the Sorcerer Supreme yeah. gone, or something, or without a Sorcerer Supreme, where we need to all be working on this protection mm-hmm. thing, and so. Uh, uh, I could see them like uh, when Doctor Strange two opens up or something. He's the new Sorcerer Supreme, just saying, uh, like we voted you in, or like have a line at that at the beginning, or you passed or maybe the test, like the first or act. we chose you. I, I, I don't know about the first deck. Depends on what story they're trying to tell, but just sort of have that be like an expositional mm. statement. Like he, like we know he's. It opens in on him. Like I could see them, uh, it opening with him like doing something sorcerer supreme power like, and then then it cuts to like you know a hallway walking scene like him either like yeah just sort of being like why are you doing it this way or something like that we chose you for mm-hmm. a reason or he's upset or like why do I have all this power and can't do anything yeah. yada yada yada. Something like that, just sort of to be like, yeah, he's the source of the supreme. Yeah, it causes. Yeah, and problems. now we know that there's at least two infinity stones on Earth, because now you got the uh, time gem, and then you got the mind gem, which Vision has, which makes me interested. Because yeah. I mean, Vision, so, we're probably gonna see him die, so Thanos can get that. That's what I'm assuming. Be pretty much be a. Uh... I see him being Adam Warlock. Yeah, much. my interesting thing will be like, how do they get the time? Uh, Maybe that's something Mordo does. Well, well again, no, yeah. uh, what what I see, and I know uh, Infinity War isn't Infinity War Part One, Part Two anymore. They're separate. But Avengers there's, movies. I think, the second Avenger movie is still going to be a continuation the- of Infinity War. Yeah, it's still going to be a continuation, but I could see the first one really being, like, the gathering Mm -hmm. of the stones. And then, so, it's like, and then, like, it ending with some all-out battle for the last one or something, and they lose. Like, it's basically, I could see it being, like, an all-out battle to defend Vision from his stone Mm -hmm. being taken. Like, Thanos comes to Earth or something and gets the time stone and then there's just this all out defense against vision at uh, avengers 
uh, wherever or some, I, I don't know, but all out defense. And then there's just this battle to protect the vision and they lose. He takes a stone vision dies fade to black. see i could see i keep saying this and mark mark it right here and right now i think the last shot of infinity war is going to be tony stark's vision from avengers 2 i could mm. see it being like that where they're just all dead yeah i because remember I they still... can be resurrected yeah they can be resurrected or just I, brought I back still in time don't... thanks to dr strange mm-hmm. i still don't see that uh, that shot ever coming back into play. Um, I mean, I see that it could happen. Like, it, it makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I just don't... Personally, I don't think it will happen. I could see how it would happen and everything like that and all the things, but um, I just don't think it will. I... Maybe what I could see is, um, like, all right... Maybe that scene, like you, you lay the bodies in that exact formation because I don't see like that space yeah. shot is my main. Okay, thing. I can, I'll get, I can give uh, you that. Yeah. But but what if like, say this battle happens on like this giant field by the new mm-hmm. Avengers building, right? And then Tony Stark just turns around and the bodies are laying in that exact and then formation Thanos that the takes shot him was out in. Last. Well, no, and then like he starts. Uh, you do this uh, just sort of fading from that vision so you know that's what they're mm-hmm. trying to reference. Like, he, all of a sudden it flashes to that vision again and then and then Thanos takes him out. He's just like, oh gosh, yeah. this happened. And then the end shot would be but Thanos still, like, with the I, gauntlet. Mm-hmm. But I, it would have... I, I wonder what story they would have to pull uh for a uh, cap to have to say you could have saved us because i want to see that happen too if we're gonna reference that shot you know well i don't think they would have that line because i think that was more of tony's mind that part yeah that was more of tony's mind but it was still part yeah, of the see vision, i'm more talking about just say. the bodies laying not as opposed to the actual line yeah i mm-hmm. but yeah that's the one thing that takes away from my uh thought on the the thought hap- that scene happening is I don't see it happening in space. I don't see them fighting in space until the second part. We will but have to anyways, because now we know. Okay, there the collector, I think, still has the ether. We know that the Nova Core mm-hmm. has the power because the ether's reality. Mm-hmm. So the collector has that. Novas have the power. Asgard has Uh the space, which is the Tesseract, and then Vision has Mm -hmm. the mind, and Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. has the soul, which means, or, no, time. No, Doctor Strange has time. So the soul gem's the one that's missing. It has to be Mm -hmm. Thor, because James Gunn, I think, already said that there's no Infinity Stone in Guardians Volume 2. Yeah, and it would... And at that point, it'd just be repeating mm-hmm. the same story as Guardians so, of the Galaxy One. And it's, I don't think it's going to show up I would in Spider Man, like. or and I don't think Black Panther. I, I don't know, man. Spider Man. <laughs> he just has it. But what, what, what are we going to make? Dumpster. What, what are we going to make to make this movie? What are we going to make to? What are we going to do to make this movie stand out more? 
Let's give it an infinity stone. He just finds yes, the soul Larry, gem good in like job. a dumpster or something. <laughs> hey, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay, he's swinging through New York, and it just pops him in the head. <laughs> Someone, like, tosses it at him from a window, and it just hits him in the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder what this is. Yeah. You know what I, I could see happening is uh, an end credit scene for... If it does show up in Spider-Man, if it does... What could I could see happening, and this is very this is pushing it. A meteorite falls from space, oh, right? Oh no! Bringing back the symbiote, and uh, the the symbiote crawls out, and then inside the meteorite is the soul gem as well. No, no. <laughs> the 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 soul gem gave this weird gunk from uh, life. space oh, life. Oh man! It makes it, it, it would make it some would. form of sense, does it? But fit, at the same time, everyone would just think Spider-Man the three if they saw a meteor in a Spider-Man movie come down. It is kind of referencing Spider-Man three in a bit, <laughs> in yes. a very nonchalant. But way. that's why that that that's why it's in the cut scene. <laughs> oh well. Or it could just be a meteorite that has the soul gem, and then when the symbiote randomly comes out, we can have a flashback oh to gosh. that scene. <laughs> it just shows Tony <laughs> McGuire doing his dance from Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Remember this, kids? Remember oh, how far God. we've come? Okay, okay. <laughs> Good point. All right. Not the, you know, I wasn't... I wasn't thinking like how... It wouldn't be that bad referencing Spider-Man 3, and then you mentioned that. I'm like, okay... <laughs> You don't want so to let's, see let's not do the meteorite a, thing a anymore. Tobey Maguire pelvic thrusting in a Disney movie. It's just not good for business. And on that note, goodbye, Farewell. everybody. <laughs>